Merry Christmas, everybody. And well, long story short, I kind of forgot to film an intro for this year's Christmas show, as is tradition. And well, so instead, I'm down here in Rochester, Michigan, checking out some Christmas lights, some pretty freaking epic Christmas lights. And if you listen to this on the audio feed, which might work, <laughs> I haven't actually checked in four years. <laughs> I probably should actually check on that, especially as I redid everything a few years ago, blah, blah, blah. Just do an image search for Rochester, Michigan Christmas, and you can see what's going on. Again, three, two, and Ryan's waving at the camera or something there. So Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Jason, the creator of the Tabletop Battlefield, and joining me tonight is... I'm Ryan, and I'm looking at the camera, my camera here, waving, saying hi, hello. Is it working all right? I think it's recording now. Yeah, That's I think good. It be fine. Yeah. Not wait, like... Wait, let me check my... Let me check my audio, make sure that... Okay, and my audio is recording. It's like... <laughs> Not like we've you know, already we, done we, this we once made, before. We made this ten times. We made this ten times harder than it should have been. But you know, it's all for all for video quality. After, because like I said, it's not like this is the you first mean, time we've done this this year. Right? You know, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> I guess we'll explain this in a minute. We probably should. I don't care. I'll tell the story. So this is actually the second time we recorded the tabletop battlefield Christmas. Special for 2019. Ryan actually came up here to Michigan, and we did the usual couch segment like we normally do. Apparently, show a video of it. Yeah, we saw, I, I saw it, the so video. They can uh, see the effort that we went through. <laughs> it was already. some effort. Apparently, with the Zoom audio recorders, that's you know very common audio equipment. When they can't record the SD card, they don't tell you there's something wrong, it just looks like they're working nice and good. So the audio didn't record, and then I decided to be lazy and use my GoPro Hero 6, I had the Hero 6, for the main camera, and for whatever reason that came out like total crap. So we had crap audio, crap video, and I'm like, hey Ryan, let's figure out a way to make this work again. So hopefully so, this time. So live from my studio in Kentucky here. <laughs> yeah. So let's okay. Let's recorded live, recorded live, more or less, yeah. So let's just go ahead with our usual bit here. For the first part, we're going to talk a little about what we've been up to. I'll go first. Ryan's got a quite a saga okay, for, of a cross country trip. Forgot to do trip. the pointing thing again. Oh, we did do the pointing. Well, we haven't really did, did an intro. So we synchronized yeah. hand pointing at the camera. Uh, yeah. Ready? Tabletop yeah, yeah. battlefield. Just make Ryan happy. All right. It's what we do. It's what we do. We can end the show and with it, so don't worry. We can end the show with it. Well, we we begin and end with it, so I, I don't know why we're missing this. Because there's a different intro for the Christmas episodes. They've always been... Well, there's there's always a video intro, but we always do this as well. We do, don't we? We do. Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, now we've got that out of the way. We did forget that, and you yelled at me during the live... Anyway, so, this year, for myself, um, 
probably the biggest thing I've been up to is if you've been following me on the YouTube channel here, I've been cranking out new content once a week. I think I've actually got a new video every week. For the first part of the year, I had this crazy idea where I was going to do two videos a week, but that was just a nightmare of a lifestyle. Don't ever do that if you have a full-time uh, job. Maybe if I don't ever have a full-time job, sure, but it's just, it just drove me up, absolutely up the wall. But one video a week is good enough, and I've been growing the channel a little bit. Kind of branched out a little bit more into some robotic stuff, into some... I think by now there may be some other things, because I'm actually still in my apartment at, when I'm recording this, but... um. Probably, actually, I know for sure by the time this video comes out, you'll have actually seen me in my new house. So I've actually bought a house, too, to go along and give me some more options for YouTube and just get out of this crappy apartment in this little, basically, very crappy apartment. But anyway, so other than the expand on the YouTube channel, I'm still solely working on Legends of Caladasia. I have, let me grab, step off camera quickly and grab. This is the first print of the Colith Guards. This is the next expansion for Legends of Caladagia. I know it was supposed to come out a year and a half ago, but <laughs> I've actually got the final proof sitting somewhere around here. I think it's in a box somewhere, moving, whatnot. But that should be coming out pretty shortly because I've been working a whole lot on getting the visual effects done for the um, trailer. I'm trying to make it basically the best trailer I've done for Caladagia. So I'm still working on that a little bit, but I'm doing that alongside the YouTube stuff. Um, I'm also still doing the occasional historical video about Michigan over at storyofmichigan.com. But that's pretty much the bulk of what I've been doing. Producing content, Caladasia, and I bought a house, which is obviously a very big, <laughs> a big thing to step into. The first weekend I closed in the house, I had to very quickly rake up all the leaves because we got eight inches of snow on Veterans Day, which is crazy ridiculous for Michigan. So I had to get those leaves cleaned up and then had to quickly basically clear off all the driveway, sidewalk, all that fun stuff the next day. So it was a good test of all the new lawn equipment I had to buy for the house. So Ryan, what about you? And trust me, I, I'm really enjoying the fact that we just got, I mean, we had freezing temperatures too, but we just got a dusting. Just a uh, dusting. And, and, and that basically closes down the schools here. Uh, really? For days. Yes. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really matter for us because I mean, everything we do we do at home. So we, I mean, we got food, we got we got everything. As long as the power stays on, we're good. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So big things happening this year as well. And I'm looking at you. I'm also looking at the camera here. So it's going to be one of these things to where I'm I'm kind of talking to you. And I'm talking to this camera, um, but you know I'm talking to you on the camera too as well. And I'm. Also making sure the camera's still recording. Anywho, um, yeah, and uh, okay. Um, first, before I say anything, um, I need to know. I need to let people know um, how much effort <laughs> I put for this episode this year. Okay, because, um, and I, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not up in Michigan right now because, um, and th this is this is a big spoiler. Uh, me, my wife, kid, cats. We moved south. Um, uh, I'll explain a little bit, a little bit of that, a little bit of that in a minute. Um, so for the tape in this episode, like a week or a week and a half before, um, yeah, I actually drove up to Michigan. First week of November, you came up. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, um, actually brought a friend over. We actually recorded um, uh, like commentary on the first five episodes of Tales of Ahala, and that actually came out good. 
That's good at to least hear. so far. I was using I was using this blue okay. snowball microphone. Which we actually, I was thinking of doing that when we were recording Tabletop Battlefield. But I would, if I would have done that, that would have been a saving grace because the audio picked up really well. Um, oh well, uh, oh, well. lesson learned. I'll bring it. I'll bring it next time. <laughs> Dude, well, I'll just make sure the zoom would've... works correctly too. That's. <laughs> I mean that that way, we can have a backup and mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to worry about wearing mics really. Um, but uh, with that that being said. Um, uh, I mean, hopefully I'll, I'll have some of that commentary to give to you for us to show. <laughs> I had to add, I had to add that. Was that in the script? It was just too perfect. I have to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> so wait, wait, so is that actually in the script? Or did he add that in? That's unscripted. Unscripted? Yeah, that, that, that's added. But that was perfect, perfect, but that's such a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. <laughs> Primarily, it'll be on Tales of a Halipage. Um, so, yeah. So we went up there and then drove back, and yeah, I, 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 it was it was just a lot of effort. Um, and then to say for Jason to say we need to do all this over again. So we. <laughs> it happens. It I love. Happens. Well, I mean, one one thing we got. I I always understand. You know, when it comes to doing videos, films, or whatever. You could travel long distances, everything ended up going terribly, and then you have to do something else. It's still worth it. Um, and I'm just glad I did it that weekend and not any other weekend coming into November because it looks like this winter is going to be really, really crappy. Um, and so I'm glad I avoided the snow. Uh, anyway, okay. So getting started. Uh, so uh, very early into the year, uh, me and my wife made two big decisions. One decision was that um, we've been planning to take a road trip to California and back. Um, so basically, from Michigan to California and back uh, for a while, and just decided to right away go ahead and do it. We took a month and uh, basically drove um, uh, the southern way um, starting out, and this was in the early springtime. And so, saw the Grand Canyon, drove through L.A. traffic, um, came back the northern way uh, through Idaho, um, across the you know Nebraska farmlands, all that stuff, and and came back, and then had a great time. It was wonderful. I should have pictures shown up on the screen somewhere that I'll give Jason. Um, so it was great, great oh, to boy. spend time actually with with uh, my wife. Uh, at the at the time, my son was uh, oh well, it was like six months old, I think, five six months old. Um, and he did great traveling, uh, as well as my father-in-law. So it was just a great family time, um, and spend time together and, uh, just, um, drive 7,000 miles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and then immediately after that trip, we had already, uh, uh, gotten out of the lease of our apartments and put everything in storage in Michigan. And then as soon as we got back... Um, we loaded everything up in a moving van and moved all the way down to basically uh, central southern Kentucky, close to the Tennessee border. Uh, this is something else we'd also been talking about and planning for a long time, and we just decided, circumstances, we just decided to do it. We moved down to Kentucky. It's wonderful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the two big life things. 
Um, Tales of a Howl related things. Um, while we are on our trip to California, um, we uh, I, I talked about High Ground Tiles last year, um, which is uh, a tabletop company in the way that they cre- they create uh, hex and square uh, terrain tiles, um, primarily for like HeroScape D and D. It can be for a number of type type of tabletop games, and you basically just get the STL piles and 3D printer. Um, whether you have a 3D printer or you just get someone else to do it. Um, and they're really fantastic stuff. I was able to go to their workshop and uh, see very, very nice people, uh, Bill and Kara. And uh, I have that interview. So if we want to roll that, we can, or we can roll it later. Where might I be today, huh? I don't know. Let's, let's take a look over at these guys, because uh, I'm not in my neighborhood anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm way out of my neighborhood. Decided to take a trip and decided to um, see these guys from High Ground Tiles. So I've been using some of their stuff for Tales of Ahala and uh, just wanted to see their workshop, what they're about, and uh, take a look at what they um, have going and what, what possibly they could be having in the future. So uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Bill. This is Kara. Hello. We have, we're the creators of High Ground Tiles, and we love it. Yeah, and uh, so we're in your workshop here, and uh, you guys are telling me a little bit about the printing process. Yeah, so you can take a look here. We've got the printers going today. Um, that's pretty much every day. <laughs> they run almost 724, 724, but we're we always uh, having something to print. Right now we're working on finishing up our Coliseum set in the square design, and so um, we're finishing some prints on for it. We do a lot of test prints. That's what basically we're doing. Yeah, so I was just trying, I was just describing our process, you know. So the process really is to go through, I I do a lot of designing in 3D, and so on the computer, and we do the 3D designs, put that design together, we come over, and then we print it and then we make sure that it fits properly with all the, the tiles, right? So it snaps in properly, that it's got the right shape, the right dimensions, the scale is close, and and then from there, we make tweaks based on whatever we discover. You know, maybe there might be something wrong or it didn't print quite like we expected it to, and so we'll do some adjustments to it. Um, we try to design most of our stuff so you don't take um, supports, for example, right? Because that just takes more material and it takes longer to print. So, anyways, we try to get them to print without supports, and then, and then once we've done that and we made our tweak, we reprinted again and tested out. And if it tests out good, then we have a, a young man that comes in and helps us with a lot of our file management. And so he goes through each of the files, um, and then he does what's called an analysis that we use in Mesh Mixer. And so, in essence, we look at the mesh, make sure that there's no errors in, in that. And then, um, in, in addition to that, and we correct all those errors, but then we also reduce the size of the file, because some of these files, when you start putting textures on them, can get fairly large. And so we, we reduce the size down. We lose a little bit of the, the detail, but for, for the size trade-off, I think it's well worth it. And it prints better, too, when there's not so many uh, retractions when you're printing, for example. So, anyway, we do that, and then uh, from there we zip it up and we get it ready for uh, distribution out to everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the process, and it takes quite a while um, to get 
through those iterations, right? Make sure mm -hmm. that it's fitting properly, that it's printing properly. Uh, but that's kind of what we do. Did you see the the rules that YouTube rolled out today? The the kid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll get to that when I want to. I'm not going to deal with that right now. <laughs> Like I show people how to make replica guns. I'm gonna choose a no to the kids thing. <laughs> Hope it doesn't kill me in the end. But Pri you know, primarily, I would say most of what we do is not for kids. Kids. I no. mean, I think they're just saying basically, if if you're not like uh, Barney the dinosaur, then say no. Um, I, I think that they basically what they say. So, and even that is not for kids. Okay. Anyway, uh, reminiscing back to to old old oh. hurts. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tales of Valhalla, so, got, started getting this released out this year, and, uh, and Jason, I asked you uh, about your thoughts when we, um, did season one, like, a long time ago, that was, like, four years ago, um, and I just wanted to ask you, what, what, what <laughs> it's, it's been a while, I mean, it's been a lot of time in production of this darn thing, just, uh, what were your thoughts about the first five episodes, just in a nutshell? Oh, I think they work pretty well. Um, you're kind of building the story up a little bit. The combat in the first episode was pretty freaking intense. It was very well done. That's probably the most favorite, my most favorite part, anyway. That took three years. Three years. So there's three just, of the just, four years of reduction right there. Two battle scenes took three about three years to do, basically. Yeah, I think, I think it's going pretty well. Cool. Yeah. And more more episodes will be released as soon as I can get them edited and out. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to do that. Like getting the rest of season two out, and then next year getting uh, season three out, and hopefully by um, by this time next year we'll be doing a commentary on the rest of season two and the rest of season three, um, or at least that is the goal. We will we will see. Um, you know, aim for the eagle, bag the pheasant, don't eat crow. So we'll see how it goes. Um, goal setting, you know. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. And as uh, uh, personally, I'm wife and kiddo, doing fine. Um. Not now. Uh, my son is uh, 17 months old. It's crazy, and he's he's already walking. He's starting to talk a little bit. Um, just in these past few weeks, um, it's really, I mean, he's repeating what we say, but it, a lot of it's, a lot of it's very clear. Half of it is Spanish. Um, so it looks like he's going to be a little bilingual. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's just, it's just fun to see this kid grow up. So, um, and oh yeah. And we can also say as well that, uh, we have another oh, addition yes. to our tabletop battlefield that family. Jason, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, can, I might as well mention it. So Kyle. Mm -hmm. um, who's been a long-time host in this series. He's actually the first co-host a long time ago, you know. He had his first son, uh, Benjamin. Now his, his wife gave birth to him back at the end of September. Everyone's doing great. Just saw him a few weeks ago. Actually, I saw him just a few days ago, actually. I was at his house on last Sunday, about three days ago. But, yeah, so he's doing, kid's doing great. Everyone's in good health, and things are going great for the new family. Yay! Kids keep them busy, though, I guess. Oh, psh, yeah, it will. It will. I mean, it's like, I know, I know personally, I mean, right now, um, I mean, it's just me and the me and the kiddo at the moment, and um, th through any particular day, uh, 
most of my time is spent taking care of him or sleeping. And then the other little bit of shredded time I have to do anything else. <laughs> oh. It's just Tales of Hala. Uh, that, that's pretty much it, work in, in TOV. Um, and any other extra video stuff that I can currently do. So, yeah. Um, I guess those the are, are the important things. Um, I can say more, but not going to. Okay. Fair enough. All right, well, I've got a... Well, I've got at least one tradition I keep going here. You know, that whole intro thing didn't go quite well, but hey, flight's probably pretty cool. Um, so what I want to do is just kind of talk a little bit about a few things that I think were really awesome this year, and that I think as the audience of the Tabletop Battlefield, you guys would probably enjoy as well. Now, the first one I'd start off with, here's one I actually don't own. I've played it a bunch of times. My friends bought all... Well, I guess there's only one giant set for it, isn't there, really? It's Gloomhaven. It's a relatively new dungeon crawl adventure type game, and frankly, I think this is the best dungeon crawl adventure I've ever played. Now, what makes this one different compared to the ones that are out there is that it's card-driven in terms of how you control your character. At the start of the turn, what you have to do is you have to choose two cards from the hands you have. Each character has somewhere between like 9 and 12 cards in their hand, and by choosing these two cards, you got to match up two different abilities on them, which makes each turn a little bit unique in terms of how your character acts. It could do maybe a fast move, a powerful attack, slower move, different types of things. You match these things up in different combinations. So every turn is a little bit different. And so instead of having a single character which can do one or two really cool things, you've got a character who's got an incredibly diverse range of options available to them at any given turn. However, the big limiting factor is that as the game goes on, you have to discard these cards for various reasons, and by the end, you could easily run out of cards and do things wrong, or you run down to only a few cards and your choices become more limited, and you got this timer over your head that kind of keeps grinding down and basically makes things more desperate as the game goes on. So I would highly recommend Gloomhaven, anyone who likes Dungeon Call games but maybe hasn't tried that one before for some reason, because once again, I'm probably kind of late to the party, because I know it was one of those really successful Kickstarters. Next up was actually my return to Games Workshop. Uh, for a number of years now, I haven't played either Warhammer 40,000, and I wasn't a big fan of Age of Sigmar, but this year they released Warhammer Age of Sigmar Warcry. This is their skirmish game set in the Age of Sigmar universe, but from a gaming perspective, it's very different than actual normal Age of Sigmar. In fact, it's a completely separate game. And what I really like about this, because it's kind of funny, I kind of made fun of the Stormcast Eternals, and now I play the Stormcast Eternal in Warcry, is that what does it do is it shifts the focus of the game very heavily back to how you control your miniatures on the tabletop. There is an army building aspect to it, but it's far limited compared to normal Age of Sigmar. And in particular, there's not a lot of situations where powers stack on top of each other, where two guys, you know, being next to each other, enhance each other with powers, all that weird stuff. It's much more about what kind of crazy setup you got going on in the battlefield. Because if it's card-driven, how the game is set up, you've got different objectives, different twists to the game. You have actually a terrain card that shows you how to set up the terrain. And then you got to be able to maneuver your guys based on what your objectives are and complete those in a relatively short amount of time. I was kind of surprised going into it because 
it has this, a three-turn limit to a lot of the games. Some go four, maybe a few can go a lot longer. But most games end in three rounds. And I really thought I wasn't going to enjoy that. It's going to be too short. But you know what? It's actually pretty cool. It requires you to think really fast, really go for the objectives and figure out the most efficient way to do it, but also it helps limit the length of the game to really about an hour or less, which is awesome. And considering that you need like maybe 10 miniatures at most to play the game, it's a not a huge commitment as it is to the other Warhammer games that you're familiar with. So I do highly recommend Warhammer Age of Sigmar Warcry. Maybe next year I'll try the um, Warband for 40k, whatever that is, Kill Team. That is a little bit different than normal 40k, so maybe I'll try that and see how that goes. Maybe. <laughs> next up though, we got a game by Warlord Games. I got it sitting down right here. And this is Blood Red Skies, their abstract World War II aerial combat game. I absolutely love um, World War II aerial combat. It's kind of my most favorite aspect of that type of genre in terms of, you know, air-to-air air, air air action or whatever it may be. Um, fun fact, can you see some stuff? Yeah, you can see it. And a random fun World War II fact. See if you can spot the World War II artifact on my Christmas tree. It should be in your, your view there. If it's not, I'll cut this piece out. But what Blood Red Skies is, is it's actually a um, abstract, like much abstract aerial combat. So it doesn't worry a whole lot about the details about what your fighters are up to. It is a miniature game, so the positioning does matter. But instead of trying to you know figure out details of banking and stuff like that, movement's pretty abstract, but it captures the big ideas of World War II aerial combat in terms of gaining the advantage over your opponents, trying to get behind them, and attacking them like that. And in particular, the really cool thing about it, this is about defeating the entire squadron and not individual fighters. Of course, fighters can get shot down, but the way the damage system works and the way that combat is resolved and all that stuff and the way that victory is determined, you could actually defeat an enemy squadron just by breaking up their cohesion and, and attacking them without actually shooting down an enemy fighter. And in fact, in your typical game where you have maybe four to six fighters on the table at a given time, you, a game can really end with maybe at most, at the very most, half those fighters being shot down, which is a really cool different aspect compared to a lot of games where it's like, okay, can you master the enemy force to win? It's a nice change of pace and that kind of a thing. Plus, as a bonus, I've done a few videos so far painting up some of the actual World War II squadrons, learning about the different squadrons in the game, the fighter groups from the United States, British, all that stuff. It's been a heck of a lot of fun, and it's a really cool bit of history trying to track down their actual paint schemes and going from there. And then just a quick honorable mention too, of course, we had the new edition of Battletech, a game of armored combat came out this year. I always love Battletech. And probably a little bit more interesting to me was the new Alpha Strike Commander's Edition. Uh, which, of course, is a new version of Alpha Strike. It's basically the same game as what came out a couple years ago, but now you can actually buy the book. Hey, what do you know? Isn't that awesome? So I'm looking forward to getting some more Alpha Strike in this year. I did play it a few times earlier in the year, but I'm looking to get some of the new rules in with some of those small changes and see how well they work. Now, for the last thing that's really awesome this year, I got it sitting down on the floor right here. It's nothing really gaming-related, but it's a heck of a fun toy. <laughs> This is the Nerf Percy's. This is their, what I think is the best Nerf blaster ever made, and some people do tend to agree with me on that. This is from the Rival line. It is a full auto, effectively submachine gun. It holds 50 rival rounds up here. And let's see. 
Sounds like a freaking power tool when it revs up there. And of course, like I said, it's full auto. I have no idea where those went. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for some of the cool things this year. This guy just kind of takes a kick. When I saw him in February... On some of the YouTube videos, I'm like, I want to buy this thing when it comes out. Um, it was $100 MSRP. I actually been seeing it down for $80 in some of the stores. So it's a fantastic Nerf Blaster if you really want to get into the Rival series. And as a bonus, it actually comes with a rechargeable battery pack right here. So where a lot of them required you to use like six like C or D batteries, this guy's got an actual rechargeable battery. And that's kind of why it's got the higher price. That's awesome. So, all right. Well, that's it for some of the cool things this year. We'll see what happens in 2020. I know I've got at least one really cool thing in a couple boxes, but you'll be seeing that early next year in this show. So, why don't we do some more rambling about nothing, Ryan, as we finish this show up here for one more year on the tabletop battlefield? Oh, yeah, I want one thing. Um, with the camera behind me, you can see uh, the studio. I actually have um, set up is the first scene in Season 3 going to be starting to animate that in the next week or two um and it's like and it's like in, in in the camera right here there's like uh the lights and almost everything's practically set up i just need to put this camera back over there and uh basically going to be ready for that and the script the script is on the table too for that so um, try to zoom in yeah, the script I mean, and try to read it yeah, no no i'm not gonna be able to read it it's 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 kind of in the envelope so Ah, okay. Making that well, a secret. I see a little bit, but honestly, I have I have hints and stuff on Instagram and YouTube everywhere that if someone really wanted to read parts of the script, they they. Oh. It, I don't really try to hide much anything because people don't see it. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. No, my my brain is just. Fair enough. So in that case, thank you guys all for watching. Once again, I'm Jason. And I'm Ryan. So have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you guys in 2020 on the Tabletop Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs>